0: Peace and blessings. This is your LGBTQAI++++ host, inspirational speaker, and wellness coach, Mr. D.B. Marshu. Thank you for joining us and welcome to another episode of The Same Project. Here we like to talk about everything wellness to help bridge gaps around the world to strengthen our communities, something I like to call breaking the change. Let's get started. Hey, welcome to another episode of The Same Project. I'm your host, Mr. D.B. Marshall. Not only am I your host, but I'm also your inspirational speaker, kidney advocate, and wellness coach. And with that said, I hope you're having a great day today. All right? Hug yourself. Why not? Um, You should. Listen, there's people who are dying all over the world, there's people who aren't uh, being loved on. And with that said, I'm going to make sure I love on you times 20 today. Listen, today we're going to talk about the coronavirus and we're going to talk about it until this thing just disappear, until we have it well managed, I guess. And with that said, if you haven't already heard India, India is losing people left and right. I I get it. Like We have lost over 500,000 souls over here in the US. Uh, India has lost a, a total of a million people, a million souls in three days, three days. That's only 72 hours. That is crazy. I mean, this is how serious this thing is. So if you, if you haven't already went and got your shot, your vaccination, I encourage you to do that. Because from my understanding, the vaccination saves lives. And I'll be very transparent. I have gotten both of my vaccinations. I've gotten uh, the uh, Pfizer shots. And I am happy that I did. And so later on, we're going to interview um, uh, 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 one of our hosts, Larry J. The Vegan. He's going to share you his experience. I have someone else that's on who had a partner, a spouse who was struggling with the disease itself and so you'll be able to give and hear from people like real life people not only real life people these are black men black LGBT men that will be able to give you some perspective on what that looked like for them. Meanwhile, What is coronavirus? (laughs) To be honest, we really don't know. Uh, We know a little. We know that it's killing people. We know it can be, you can have mild symptoms from it or severe symptoms from it. But in short, researchers are still learning about this virus. They are really just trying to figure out the what, when, how, and why behind what it does. And so what I want you to do is let them do their job while we just try to do our job. And what is our job? Our job is to make sure that we wear protective gear to protect ourselves and others. In addition to that, our job is to make sure we watch out for symptoms. (laughs) And you may say, DB, what are the symptoms? And just in case, if you forgot, if you don't even know what the symptoms are, the symptoms can appear anywhere from 2 to 14 days, right? So from two to 14 days after exposure, you may you may experience some of these symptoms I'm going to call off. You may have a fever or chills or cough, shortness of breath or difficulty breathing, fatigue, muscle or body ache, headaches, a loss of taste or smell, sore throat, congestions, or a runny nose, nausea or vomiting, and even diarrhea. okay? And so if you have any of these, make sure you go on the CDC website. They have a list, a list of things and resources and what you can do once you identify that you do have some of these particular symptoms. Um, there's also some warning signs. They call them Emergency warning signs, the CDC at least call them that. So if you have trouble breathing, persistent pain or pressure in the chest, new confusions, that's like mental confusions. You feel like you can't process things. Uh, the inability to wake or stay awake if your skin is pale gray, or uh, blue color, lips or nails. Um, or, or your skin tone seems like it's changing. These are some things that you need to be aware of. More than likely, you're probably going to go to the hospital. If you are having these symptoms, call 911, go ahead and go to the emergency facility and make sure you are being cared for. All right. Can you do that? So with that said, now that we have an idea of what the coronavirus is or what is not, I guess more so what it is, or what we know, because um, it's still some unknown that's out there, we have an understanding of what the symptoms are we should also know that the CDC and the FDA just lift the pause on the Johnson & Johnson vaccination, which is, um, I think is kind of awesome. I know we were having some issues with it, especially I think wearing women, they was experiencing some blood clots and they have revisited this particular vaccination and said, okay, we put it through a safety review and we think it is safe enough to put it back out there on the market. And so, again, if you haven't gotten your vaccinations, please go get them. It's important because we have different variants um, that are popping up every now and then. And from my understanding, New York has their own variant, which is crazy because New York is like literally up the street, not technically up the street. I live in Atlanta. New York is hmm, probably about 20 hours from Atlanta, but it's in the same country. So I just want us to make sure that we're doing what we're supposed to do. Again, get vaccinated. (laughs) I feel like we get tongue-tied. Get vaccinated. Wear your mask out in the public to make sure that you are protecting everyone. And if if you have any questions, please go to reputable websites. You can either go to, uh, well, just go to the CDC website, I'm pretty sure they're going to guide you in the right directions. So let's do this. Let's take a break. And when we come back, we are going to talk to Larry and a couple of other of our co-hosts in reference to coronavirus and how it impacted their lives and some of the things that they did or did not do. And um, the the the, the, the slur of emotions, um, a myriad of emotions that they experienced. All right. We'll be right back. Hi, what's up, y'all? Listen, real talk. I need your support. Without you, there is no me. So I ask that you pour into the same project with your whole heart, not a half a heart, but a whole one. If you are enjoying the podcast, I would really appreciate if you do three things: one, give it a five star rating; two. Give it a positive review and share it with friends, family, and on your social media platforms. Three, take a look at my new release book on Amazon.com titled Love's Pursuit, Journey to Wellness. It will transform your life. Listen, I truly appreciate your love and support. Now let's get back to the pod. (laughs) Hey, welcome back. And thank you for joining us on the same project. We are so excited to have you here with us, whether you are viewing or listening. Thank you very much. Um, today, we have a very special topic. We're going to talk about the coronavirus. One of our hosts today have experienced that. And we thought it would be a good idea to talk about it and give it, give talk about it from a perspective of, A human being, a black male, and a LGBT male. So, hey, Larry, what's up? How you doing? I'm doing well. Doing well. I don't know why he responded like that. Like he all shy and timid. That's the least. (laughs) Doing well, thank you very much. That's my interview response. How are you today, Mister
1: Stone? I'm doing well. Doing great.
0: (laughs) The devil are in the details. (laughs) Um, So listen, uh, if you have not gotten your coronavirus or COVID-19 shot, I encourage everyone out there who are either listening or watching us to go ahead and get your shot. I've gotten both of mine, I think is important, especially with the many Black lives. Everyone, you have all both. Both of your shots I just got my David got one. I,
1: got my I haven't gotten it yet. We'll talk about that. Yeah, we'll I'm circle sure. around about
0: that. Because we as African Americans, and I know there are some things that we've gone through um, in the past in reference to research studies and medicines and just being taken advantage of and abused and the stigma that surrounds vaccinations and things of that nature. But... um we also have seen a lot of lives lost and most of the lives that was lost to Corona virus or COVID-19 have been African-Americans and other minorities. So I just recommend to get it. I didn't have any um, side effects to my shot uh, outside of that muscular pain. that seemed like it lasts for six days. Like I was like, really? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, But it was all um, worth it. So um, Larry, so, you know, I remember receiving the text Um, from you when you told me you tested. But actually, we were talking quite a bit when it first um, hit the scene about coronavirus because at one point I thought I had it and come to find out I was just really dehydrated. But the symptoms were very similar. I felt really bad. And so when you were diagnosed, what were some of the things that you experienced? What were some of the symptoms?
1: Uh, Do you want me to go back to uh before how i noticed something was wrong or do you want me to just yes okay so um so db you know like i was at the time i was working a lot of jobs i was doing i was working in a nursing home well not a lot i was working uh i was working two jobs working in a nursing home and i was working at a plasma bank and um i just remember leaving the nursing home because i didn't I knew how the plasma bank was and I was encountering so many people. So I was like, I'm going to leave there because I don't want to get nobody loved ones sick and they end up dying or whatever. So I was just working at the uh, plasma bank. Um, and one day I was being trained for uh, uh, another position I was being promoted. And I couldn't... I just remember... feeling like I was about to throw up. I remember... Um being lightheaded, I remember I just couldn't I couldn't stand up for a long time. And I was like, maybe it's because I didn't eat this morning or any because that's what everybody's asking. Like, had you eaten this morning? I was very tired. I was like, no, I you know what? I think when I think about it, I didn't eat, but I'm normally not like a breakfast breakfast person. I don't mm-hmm. eat when I first get up in the morning, so it's not uh unusual for me. So um we just I think I went and got something to snack on and it didn't make it any better. So one of my um, supervisors was like, do you think you need to go home? And I tried to tough it out. I was like, no, nah, I can't do this. It's, it's, I can't. So physically, I was like, like, what were you feeling? Um, like I said, I was feeling very fatigued. fatigued. <clears throat> I felt like I was about to vomit uh-huh. a lot and um is it that because your stomach was queasy or no i didn't know i've never felt that way before okay okay and just to to um to um go to flashback um so you remember when i was working at one point I was working at a and i was sick for a long time i was i think i was sick for a month it felt i, I know i used to go to work every night saying i was sick. Yeah. It felt the same way. Okay. But I never, I didn't get that feeling like I was about to throw up. Like I never feel that way. So, um, and that was in January of 2020. This was um, in September of 2020. So uh, I told my um, supervisor I needed to go home. But um, I went home, I went to sleep, and I woke up the next day. I didn't feel. Yeah. any better. So I had to call to work and um, I said, well, you know what? I think I need to sit out of work until I go get the test done. Mind you, I worked at a nursing home and I worked at the uh, plasma That's bank. So right. I had to keep getting tested and always came back negative. So I was like, it's going to come back negative again. So um, I still was feeling sick. I felt like I had a really bad cold. Um, so... I went to CVS, got the test done, and I remember going to the uh, laundromat and I was on the phone with somebody and um, the email came through and it told me to go check my account. And I remember checking the uh, account that CVS gives you and when I checked it in red, it
0: said positive. All right, And so when you saw that What was your initial Give me two to three words To describe I cannot, How I you wanna, I,
1: I feel like I'm going to piss people off if I, if I give people the my real response But you know
0: I'm very <laughs> Transparent So my real, I laughed You laughed, because you laughed Because you didn't believe it or I laughed like,
1: because I didn't believe it I laughed because I felt like Doing the type of work I was doing It was It was going to happen. Because working at Plasma Bank, you have people that come in that have been positive before that maybe we don't test them every time they come in. Right. So I kind of laughed and I was like, I expected it. And And the person on the phone was like, Why are you laughing? I'm like, I think it's more of a nervous laugh. Okay. Because yeah. now I got to go through this, and I've seen people go through it. I saw people at the nursing home get it. I saw – I heard people talk about it at uh, the plasma bank. And I was just like, so now I just got to go home and quarantine. And I was just like, why you just – you're so goofy. You need to stop laughing about it. And I was like, the first person I called after them was my mom. Yeah. Because I said, I dare not have this and not tell her – if I don't die from that, I'm going to die from, from her. Humbers,
0: yeah. <laughs> She's going to bring you back to yeah. life and kill you again. <laughs> Black mothers. Now may I kill you. <laughs> yeah, it's all like And then,
1: you know, my mom's in Memphis, and I'm here. Right. So I couldn't, wouldn't dare do that to her. She worries. So Um, I got in, I called her, and I thought the response was going to be different. I thought she was going to be crying. I thought she was going to be... This then other she did, she didn't do it when she was on the phone. She asked me what I was gonna do and I told her what my plans were. And I immediately, um I immediately went home. But what let me know, and I kinda missed something,
0: uh-huh.
1: y'all, I was at the laundry man, and you know we wash our clothes, we want our clothes to smell like detergent. You want it? if you don't smell like <laughs> detergent or uh, fabric <laughs> softener, you ain't doing something right. <laughs> So I'm trying to smell my clothes and I was like, Dang, I didn't wash my clothes right and I'm trying to smell it. And I was like, could these man, I don't, I'm just gonna go back to the house and rewash them again and something like that. But then I thought about it and I put my clothes down and I went to my car and I had some hand sanitizer in there. You know, alcohol is really strong, so I was like, Let me see if I can smell that I couldn't smell it. Mm. And this was before the test results came to my phone. Okay. And I had just told the person on the phone, I think I got the coronavirus. And they was like, nah, you're good. So fast forward back to um, me getting the results and then telling my mom, um, I don't know if it was because I knew I had it the symptoms got uh, worse, because I was paying mm-hmm. attention to everything that was going on with my body, but I immediately started to feel um fatigue. And when I tell you fatigue, it's not like the fatigue you get from like you may have to go to work at six o'clock in the morning. You just went to sleep at one not o'clock. It was this is a different type of fatigue. I would get up. Let's say, for instance, I because my body was programmed to get up um, like five o'clock in the morning. I would get up at five o'clock in the morning every morning. So I say I get up at five o'clock. I couldn't stay up to five o five.
0: So now you you tested positive. You feeling fatigue. You um, don't have a sense of smell. Did you lose a sense of taste at some point?
1: No. I so I had the fever, the the aches, the chills. I still had my sense of taste. Um, I had this. Uh, I had rain fog. I had um. I had all of the symptoms that you have, except the uh, the, the common symptoms. But I had the brain fog that I was just like, what is this? And I have to do some research on that. And so this, I had
0: everything. from my understanding, you were never hospitalized, right? It never got to the point where it advanced. So at points and times I felt
1: like I needed to be, Um, When I tested positive, someone from the health department called me, and I was like, "Uh, should I go to the hospital to figure out what's going on She told me not to go to the hospital unless I felt like I needed to. And I was like, yeah, I kind of feel like I need to. And I don't know because, DB, you know I I stress a lot. like, I need to just know that I'm good. And she's like, no, just stay at home and just wait it out. You know, you should be good in two weeks. And I was like, okay. But, yeah, at one point I did go to the hospital because I couldn't breathe. So, but I wasn't hospitalized.
0: So, so, if you had coronavirus, like, did it just go away? Or did you receive, like, what happened? Like, cause you haven't gotten a shot. <laughs> You haven't been hostile. This
1: is the thing this is the thing I try to tell people and it kinda irritates me having a conversation with some people, is everybody think it's a cookie cutter situation. Okay. I had the yeah. coronavirus for a month. A month. I had it for a month. I tested for it three I tested three times. Mm-hmm. I tested on September the um twenty second and um no, on 20, September 22nd is when I actually found out that I had it. Okay, I tested a week before. I got. I tested three days before that, and that's when I first had the um, the episode at work. And then after that, like the um the was it like fourteen days were up. The two uh-huh. weeks were up. I went and tested again, thinking that I was going to be negative. And, it was and I wasn't i had to go come back home and quarantine again and like um uh, like maybe two weeks later or a week and a half later then i was negative.
0: so i'm assuming then your body immune system was able to kind of fight it off is is, is that a good assumption like so where do you stand now or do you so now because, you're negative uh, go ahead eric so
2: march I think it was actually the end of February of last year. Um, my husband uh-huh. had it. He had been doing a. Uh, my husband is a clothing designer, and he had done a play, and for the whole month of February. Uh-huh. So by the end of the month, we just thinking that okay, you tired. You've been doing this every week, and you are tired. Your body, you know, is just tired or what have you. So he was thinking that he had uh, the flu, and so we started nursing him for the flu. Wasn't getting any better. He started having breathing problems, so we went to the hospital. And they did all kind of tests on him or whatever, and they was like, we're going to treat you for pneumonia. Gave him the medicine, the antibiotics, sent him home. Right. Wasn't getting any better. He said, if you do not feeling any better, come back to the hospital. So I think we came home maybe a couple of days, and he still wasn't feeling better. So we went to the hospital again. And this time... Um, it was a different doctor. It was a black lady in there at night. And um, shoot, we parked in the handicap. And um, he probably wasn't a, wasn't a long walk. But from the time he got out the car, walked across the street to the door, he was like gasping for breath. Mm. And so um, the doctor, she was like, um, if, your, if your oxygen level keeps going lower, we're going to have to intubate you. And so he was like, what do you mean? What do you mean intubate or whatever. So she was like, "Um, we're going to have to put you on a ventilator. So within five minutes, um, five, ten minutes, they called me out to verify my phone number or whatever. I turned around and go back in. They had all kind of machines and everything. They were getting ready to put him under. Kept him in the hospital. They tested him for Corona, COVID-19, and it came back negative. we like, well, you got all the symptoms that they're talking about. He didn't have any fever. He had the, you know, the 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 congestion in his lungs and all that kind of stuff, pneumonia, and base his test came back negative. Fast forwarding, um, he took a Corona test, took the antibodies, and they said that he had the antibodies for COVID nineteen. Fast forwarding some more, by November, my husband had a heart attack. His lung, what one of his arteries were blocked hundred percent. And oh, wow. I I ask questions when I go to the doctor, even for, for me or anybody, I ask questions and I asked the lady, I said, Do you think this was a result of whatever he had in March? I said, Because we're thinking he had COVID. Mm. And they're telling him that he didn't, because the test came back negative. But he had the antibodies. So you can't have the antibodies for COVID-19 unless you had COVID-19. So he had a heart attack. He could have died at any time. He could have died in the bed with me. He could have died in the bed. I mean, died in his office sewing or anything. It was blocked a hundred percent.
1: I will say, I say it's it's really scary because when you're in it, you it's a mental it's a mental part that goes with it. Because I would mm-hmm. tell people, um, so I. It's good that your husband couldn't make it as far as he did. I went to the bathroom. If I could show y'all how close my bathroom is to my bed, I went from my bed right here to maybe like one, two, three, four steps to the bathroom and I almost passed out. I passed, I, I kind of passed out. I was using the restroom and I almost passed out then. And I was like, this, I can't do this. And like, I finally opened up to uh, somebody one day. And this was the mental part that kind of broke me. And I thought about it. I prepared myself to die every night. Wow. And Ooh. the reason why I, I prepared that. myself to die is nurse, working in a nursing home. When you know that a person is not doing well and you know they can die at any time, you have everything mm-hmm. ready. I took the password off my phone in case Somebody had to call my mom. I made sure my room was clean. I was clean at all times just in case they walked in and I was not responsive. It's a very, like, I never, when I told that person that and I heard the words coming out of my mouth, I just, tears started to, um, tears started to, um, um, it's
0: okay.
1: I started to, I, I, In all things I think about, um, my mom getting that call Mm -hmm. and I never want her to be so far away and I don't want her to ever blame herself or anybody to blame. It's, it's, it, 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 does a lot. And for a month I've lived through it. So when I hear people say, I gotta live my best life. I'm gonna go do this. I'm gonna go do that. Seeing the people in Miami, I'm like, y'all, y'all didn't go. Y'all, y'all obviously didn't go through this. Or if you did, you you you, you don't you you taking your life for granted. Because I promise you, the way that I felt with that fatigue, I felt like I was slipping away. I'm like, I could just die. Like I couldn't stay awake. I almost slept. For, and, and to completely be transparent, I told somebody at work the other day, I had an incident where if I didn't wake up in enough time, I would have used it. I would have used it in my bed. I was dead sleepy. I was that tired. I was that fatigued. It was that scary for me. And, uh, Eric, like you said, when your husband went to the hospital, they were blunt with me. They were honest. They were like, we don't know anything about this about the coronavirus, we don't know anything. We know just as much as you know. And they was like, So we just gonna have to send you back home. They were giving a and, lot of people
2: false negatives. I don't think they were taking a test correctly or something, because they told him his test was negative and this man could
1: not breathe. Yeah, they and, and for me, when she told me that. I stepped there and I just looked there. They tested my oxygen levels. They had me do something. I had to walk around so they could test my mm-hmm. oxygen levels. And did they have you breathing this, in
2: a little thing to make the little ball go
1: up? No, they they put the ox whatever you call the thing is on my finger. On the
0: finger. On yeah,
1: the finger. they did. Cause cause it wasn't did. that. It wasn't that bad shit, But but just to see them coming with the hazmat suits, I'm like I'm sitting there on the table like. Oh, wow. This is what is going on. Why do y'all gotta have the hazmat? They it is. It, well, I say it's the the mental part for me is what got me because I just for me to have to get in my car and drive myself and while I'm driving myself, I'm Ooh. still getting winded and uh, going up and down the stairs. I feel winded because at the time um, I was in my room. I was in my room for a whole month. I did not leave out of my room. The simple things that made me happy, I could not participate in. Um, I couldn't see my dog. Somebody to take care of my dog because I couldn't take her outside. It was just the simple things, and like I said, it was a mental thing. Like I was mad at some people for not because I had to I had to tell myself life is still going on regardless of what you got going on. So right. people will still be busy. They still have their schedule, so they couldn't. You know, stop and joke. check on me as much right. as I would have liked them to, but it was a mental thing. That depression is real. It's real, real. David, I, I real. could, I, he couldn't,
2: I couldn't visit him.
1: Yeah, and I was at take the mercy. I
2: was, a, I was, at the mercy of the hospital for five days. Yeah, I had to call them and find out how he was, and I would have to report to his sister, his family, because they would want to know how he doing, right. and they would only give the information to me. So I had to like really take their word for it. I know I was getting on their nerve, but that's okay. They knew people. <laughs> they knew people were gonna be calling, and right. I had to ask. I was actually okay. So what is he doing? She was like, honestly, he's probably the healthiest person on this floor. Mm. He doesn't have a fever or anything like that. He's just resting. They had to. They intubated him before his lungs collapsed. Had his lungs collapsed, it would have been a whole lot worse. So she caught it before his lungs collapsed, and the ventilator gave his lungs a chance to get strong again.
0: I'm glad he was angry. So there. had,
2: it, had yeah. it not been for that, it probably would have been another way.
0: David?
1: So, DB, I think you yeah. were going to I don't know if you were going to ask me this, um, but I think you were going to ask me how uh, things since our tested did negative. Were you about to ask me that?
0: Um, I was. David was about to um, say something real quick. Okay. Well, I There's wanted
1: you... to I, I wanted to ask a question. I wanted to ask.
2: Um, well, I was gonna just ask it to Larry, but since I'm hearing um, Eric's story, I want to know: um, Are there any residual um, effects yeah. in
0: That's
1: your awesome body
2: part, after that for for you and for your husband? Okay.
1: Um, Eric. Um, for me. Okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go uh, ahead. For me, uh, I have. It's. I think it's a rare case, but I don't know because I haven't talked to a lot of people. I, I have. Um, I experienced it with somebody in my family. Um, I have experienced what's called long, long haulers COVID symptoms. So a lot of the COVID symptoms that I had then, I have now. Mm. so i still have the shortness of breath the brain fog you can tell me one thing um it's getting better but if you told me something back then maybe a minute later it's kind of i kind of if i could tell you what it's like it's kind of like having dementia or alzheimer's like i, really, I, can I remember yes yeah, so it's just kind of yeah my breathing i already had um problems with breathing before and and with this it has made it a little bit worse and my uh, as far as me functioning every day I notice I have to write things down a little bit more than I used to because I forget mm-hmm. and I look back on how bad it used to be I can tell that it's getting better but it's still it's still pretty much like I, my memory is really horrible and I could I can tell the difference because I remember what it used to be like versus now. And um, mm. I had to look at the uh, symptoms myself. My doctor kind of told me it's something I would have to research on my own because as a medical professional, we look to our doctors to know what's going on with our body. But he doesn't, he yeah. knows, like they said, as much as I know. <laughs> they so learn so hmm? I I
0: said, yeah, they're learning as we learn. Yeah, and so
1: when I looked at the symptoms online, you know, a lot of times when you Google stuff, it'll freak you out, but that stuff was so spot on, and I was like, okay, I tested negative for it in October, here it is, I think I uh, researched it in March, and I'm still having those That's same sad. symptoms, I still have the fatigue, I still mm. have the... Uh, the um, brain fog, and occasionally, I forgot to talk about that. The headaches, the headaches are so bad that you can't take um, any pain medicine to make them go away. They just, they're just there. When you have those migraines, they just, you just have to deal with them till they go away.
0: And Eric, how's your husband? Do he have any? Um, he's he's still having
2: um a little problem. Some of the problems, um, the the breathing. Um, sometimes bother him. Um, but I think now he knows he try to pace himself and try to relax and rest, um, a little bit more. So now, um, he had some, I guess you could still say these are, um, effects after even after the heart attack, because he's taking medicines for heart attack now and he has take blood thinners and now he's cold. He stay cold a lot. Um, it's just it's it's just a whole new way of life that yeah. that we had to get used to. You know, I, I paid more attention to him now because of the heart attack. It scared the hell out of me. Mm-hmm. I'm like, we just got married in September of 2019. Here it is February 2020, and I could lose my husband. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I was scared out of my mind, and then not being there to look at him, to let him know that I was there or whatever, it was freaking me out. Um, I snuck up there. Once they, he came out of the, the the coma or whatever, I was able to take him his phone. So I asked him, I begged the lady, can I just go up there and see him? I just want to see him. I, can't, I know I can't go in. I just want to peek out the window, let him know that I'm here. That was like winning the lottery. It's
0: amazing. You know, listen, I appreciate both of you all sharing your experiences with us. And hopefully this message will be heard and seen and encourage individuals to, you know, think twice about not getting that shot. And And I hear it every so often that some individuals do not want to get their shot or their vaccination for whatever reason. But these are real life stories, real life experiences. Two individuals, one almost lost his life, and one thought he was going to lose his life. And they both suffered from you know, pretty severe symptoms. So if you haven't mm-hmm. gotten your vaccination, please go ahead and do that. Once again, let, thank you so much for sharing that story um, with us. That's all we have for you today. Um, thank everybody for being on a platform and I appreciate you well it's that time again however this is not a goodbye but a see you next week and listen if no one has told you that they love you today please allow me to be the first I love you take care